Is your heating system ready for colder weather? An annual heating system tune-up from McCarthy Services will help make sure your system is working properly and efficiently to keep you warm and save money on your heating costs. Schedule your annual heating system tune-up today with McCarthy Services for only $29. That's right, only $29. But do it fast. This outstanding special ends soon. Call 866-838-1432 for details. License number 2705-142-947A. Yo, yo, I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes, and I just want to let y'all know, I'm your pusher. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack. On the off the track, I'm heavy cuz. Ball to your fathers, you can duck to the petty gov. Sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio. People up in Tyler, people on the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, yes, sir. Sam spinning the one and twos. Your number is 736-9760. And we are broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. All right. What's up, man? I'm in the middle, baby. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ready to go. All right, Sam. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. So, yeah. So, there's quite a bit to get to today. Uh, off of coming off of a draft uh, weekend in the NFL. We'll get into that. Um, you know, we had uh, 55 million people over three days. Crazy. Uh, view the draft. Up 30% uh, from like 39% day one, 40% day two, 50% day three. Like the percentages they were up were crazy. Um, you know, by Saturday, um, really by Friday, Evening. I mean, Goodell was about to get ready. Like he was getting ready to tap out. He kept getting more casual dressed as a draft coming on. He went from standing and then he was just sitting in that couch that he had right there. Finally, decided to sit down and read him from there. But um, you know, I it, it came off production wise, which I was worried about uh, better than what I thought. Kind of said that on uh, Friday's show after looking at the first round. Uh, but it's in the books, and I think going forward they're going to take something away f- uh, from this, and they're going to, uh, when they're able to go ahead and, you know, be the normal draft setting, but I think they're going to use still a lot of stuff that they used over these uh, last few days, according to uh, uh, Roger. So we've got that. Uh, we've got uh, NBA. Um, we've got the uh, some practice facilities. Uh, reopening when um, depending on the city yeah depending on the city the state you know some of them are going to open some of them going to remain closed are going to open with stipulations yeah um, you know group activities like you can't do five on five and stuff like that but like basically you know if you've been to a, a an NBA game early like guys come out like one at a time two at a time and they get worked out by the shooting coach or by an assistant coach so I'm thinking practices. If you want to get some work up, get some shots up, it's going to run a lot like a uh, the warm ups before an NBA game. That's how I envision it. This way, there's still no not a bunch of people in one setting. That's the way I'm reading it. That's the way it looks like it's going to be seen. Everybody, hey, Bron, you're at 11, mm-hmm. AD, you're at 12:30, Kuzma, you're at 145, like that. 
Well, the the uh, competitive balance situation. Top, but it ain't been fair for the other cities that, that, that uh, are. You've got some guys that are in states that they never did have a stay home order, so they've been able to work out. You know, there's some guys that have, uh, you know, a full gym or full accessible equipment to work out at their own home. Or a lot like yeah. LeBron. So that topic has been brought up as well too in regards yeah. to the competitive side of it. NBA has said that certain players have contacted them and said, hey, if I go and move to Atlanta, can I go over there with them? And the NBA really doesn't want to do that because that could cause, uh, you know, I guess too many guys in one place. So they're still trying to figure out some things because, again, like, you know, what, if you're here or you're somewhere else, and well, not here, but, you know, in mm-hmm. one of those states, like if you're in Cali, you, you're not you're not going to be allowed to do that. So some guys are wanting to move to Atlanta, not move permanently, but like, hey, let me get a hotel mm. in Atlanta for a few or for a few weeks. And so I can get some work in. But NBA doesn't really isn't really a big fan of that. I know Cubans come out and said, hey, we got to play with no fans. We got to play with no fans, but we got to get going. I, I just get going with a plan, man. Right. Uh, that's what I've been saying without them. Either that or just call the season a wash. You got to make a call. Um I think with baseball, so just so I'm not picking just on the NBA, I think baseball as well, too. I think, you know, the financial part that's going on behind scenes uh, needs to get rectified because I think that that is still the case for both parties, the NBA and MLB, because I think both commissioners and both sports realize you're going to be doing this without any fans this year. You're going to be doing it. And therefore, that's a trickle-down effect from – ticket revenue to concession stands and all that. And I think the owners and these club owners are looking in regards to, uh, you know, how that affects on if they want to pay full amount. So I, in my opinion, I think that's still a big part of thing that's going on behind the scenes, but they need to get it together and start planning and, and figuring out how they're going to, uh, don't rush you know, greatness, get this Calvin. going. Don't rush greatness and don't rush people's safety and health. Okay? Look, man, it's no, I. They've had they've had some time. I mean, like I said, they've got. I mean, you know, it's my, great. It, it it sucks for it sucks for sports. Well, look, it sucks for the nation. Let me put that first. Of course, I know all that. There's mm-hmm. people out of work. I get all that, but this is a sports show. So as far as the sports aspect of it, it's tough because hell, you just heard the Hawks say, "Hey, we still waiting a couple weeks because your governor says, mm-hmm. hey, come on out, everybody.'" Yeah. The coast is clear, and then you have the CDC saying not so fast. So if you're if you're a sports league, you're like, okay, do we go with the governor who may have a hidden agenda, or do you continue to listen to the CDC? Well, this is the thing. So I think this do? is the time whether you talk about the everyday people in this country or you talk about the sports figures, the athletes. And I'm always a, a person that's kind of paid attention to government and politics and stuff. And I've always said, hey, you know, regardless whether you get into the uh, the uh, judicial system, laws, and all this. This is the one time that, and it has its pros and cons. But this is the one time with not the whole states operating under the same guidelines is going to basically come back and be more difficult and bite us in the ass. In regards to everybody right. being on the same page, whether we're opening as a country, whether we're doing this or we're doing these type of testings and putting the ball back and forth from which I believe this administration has done, the governors have done, 
um, is really in this situation. Well, go ahead. Well, I don't know. I'm not down with it. Go ahead. So, again, kind of what's your point, what you're trying to say? Well, what do you want the commissioners of sports to do when everybody knows, which that's a fair question, a point. But I think it's in the NBA side, and I think I'm throwing MLB in there as well, too. I think there's been enough time to come up with the plans. Know, to be you like ain't, it's you either, ain't been on the MLB like you on the NBA. Well, y'all stop first. The NBA stopped down first. My thing, I'm not, look, let me, I don't want to confuse people that I'm saying like, hey, man, we should be back playing now. We should be, I, my whole consistency over the last few weeks is like, look, there's, with everything on the table is which Adam and everybody has told us, there has to be, a, there's been enough time to narrow it down to two or three options. And one of those two or three options, meaning that we're going to cancel this season, see you in October 2021 or the latter one or two choices. That's all I'm saying. Put that out and say, hey, we're going to vote on this then. This is how we're going to do it. I mean, there has to be, in the in the biggest problem, I think the only thing that's holding this back is really the fact of, like, half the players not really wanting to come back and play without any fans. Some of them do. I think also the owner said, hey, we can, but look, we ain't getting that money off of, uh, you know, concessions and tickets. And the player's like, well, yeah, but you're still getting the TV revenue. And that's going back on because they don't want to make it public because in this time, with $20 million plus people unemployed, it's going to be a bad look. Right. Baseball, I'm, it, it, and I feel the same thing about baseball in regards to in baseball, They've, I think they've narrowed it down to a legit plan like this Arizona plan or a condensed plan. I hear Texas is one of the spots possibly uh, that they would want to be utilizing in regards to different spots in Texas in regards to having these certain teams played in quarantine in those cities and getting the league, I mean, getting the regular season going. But I think on the other hand, behind the scenes with MLB, I think a little bit has to do with money and has a little bit done, you know, with Trout's opinion in regards to some of these guys that don't want to have to be away that long. So regardless of the situation, as we do these soft openings, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, I think the sports aspect with going forward, they kind of do that. I'm leaving the college out of this. I like because I think it's one of those situations. The college football, as much as I love college football, they're in a tough spot. You just saw the athletic director today from Kansas, I believe, take a 25% or 30%. He's going to take a 25, 30% pay cut in regards to the financial situation. As he some should of these for that football product they yeah. put out. <laughs> yeah, so no, you got, so you got, I got that. That's good. Also, um, Speaking of NBA, um, the Lakers. What about them? You hear this story? I'm going to let you tell it. Well, it's come out that the Lakers applied for, you know, there's all these no, different types of loans. And they even talked about it on the, they gave uh, it back. But, yeah, go ahead. This payroll protection situation, uh, $4.6 million. Uh Mr. Rovell, the sports guy, that I, the money business guy, he said it best. I don't have his quotes in front of him, but to me, this is one of these situations that it, it it's bad, it looks bad, and it's an indictment on really basically the this administration, the government, legislations, the Senate, everybody that put this thing together. And I understand this was uncharted territory, panicking, hey, we've got to get this passed the needs. But what you've seen with businesses, franchise businesses that we reported on or that leaked out last week and now a professional team that's worth $4 billion basically shows you and, and it just makes so, you wonder going on in general. Let me play devil's but, advocate. So mm-hmm. remember we had the conversation um, about, you know, these billionaires just being expected to say, hey, you know what? Just pay these people. So now – not only do you want me to pay the employees that have been furloughed, 
now because I'm rich, I also can't ask for, I can't get relief because I'm rich. Like, I can't get any of that money back because I'm filthy rich. Like, how is that? How, tell me, explain to me how that's fair. Like, I'm you, want, you want me to, to come out of my pocket, and then you don't even want me to go ask for what uh, I came out of my pocket I'm gonna for? I'm going to explain to you. This is a straight-up example of smart people and billionaires and millionaires knowing this is the one time that you could try to get over on the government and beat the system, and that's what they did. And what, the what's wrong with is, that when the norm, when I, we, the, I don't know them personally, mm-hmm. but we all know of people that can are fully capable of working, choose not to work, and get 800 in food stamps, get this, get that, get all types of things. And that, that pe- people have been getting over on the government forever. It's a $4 billion entity, Rudy. I, well, you know what makes it, you know what looks bad to answer your question also is because when you have this system that's evidently flawed where it didn't really get into the right hands of people that should have, I haven't gotten it yet. I haven't received it. These are, these are, I haven't either, but these are, these are, this is a situation where they, they put this together, you know, and again, I will say this again. It's about the first time uncharted territory for whatever, but this is also, this information wasn't supposed to leak. From the Ruth Chris's of the world, from the uh, you know the 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 Shake Shacks of the world, yeah, yeah. now to like this was not supposed to get out. Now how it got out, I think for one, because you got enough people. When you're talking about 15, 20 million people and small business owners effective, you got enough people digging and want to know, hey, what's the deal or why is this waiting? And somebody so behind we, the why, scenes. Why are we be why are we mad at the Lakers? Aren't you supposed to be mad at the people that was that scratched them the check? It's a both. It, it's a it's an indictment on the the system and said that's why I said the government right. this administration right, right. but a, an entity that's four billion and look at the reason look at the statement they released today well we wanted to give it to the people that were really in need make it a donation make a donation you don't see you don't see this you don't no see I do I'm just giving but I'm just putting my rich guy shoes on for once I don't know if I ever get to wear them but I'm putting I'm playing rich guy right now. I'm all ever since I've been breathing, I've always looked for an yeah. edge and to get on. This is something that I mean, for whether it's the Lakers, whether who else it is, under the circumstances, that's just a bad look. And if that's not the case, then why give it back? Then keep it. 736 976. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll get back. We'll get some more of the docket. We got the draft to look at, recap three episodes three and four of The Last Dance, and we'll get into that. We'll be back. That's on me, baby. Yeah, you can snooze if you wanna, but not on me, baby. You know I ain't taking no losses. Yeah, I got heat, baby. No, I don't know nothing about those. No, I don't sleep, baby. You know. All right, back on the sports crime seven three six. 9760 broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This segment is presented by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full service landscaping company that can handle all your residential and commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports grind. Um, yeah. Um, and any other teams? I mean, maybe they're not the only one. Any other sports uh, organization that would be caught with their hands in the cookie jar on that? I'd, I'd bring it and bring it to their attention. As well, because I'm pretty sure if there is, uh, that well, but they lucky for the Lakers. There's like I said, there's a draft that just completed, and the uh, 
Last Dance of uh, Episode 3 or 4, um, unless this would probably have been the biggest story uh, today in general with everybody giving their opinions on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, keeping it moving, before we get into those episodes and stuff, let's talk about the draft. Um, and I know you had some questions for me on the draft, but we'll go with uh, – Where you want to go? We'll go with Dallas. Okay. You asked me about the Cowboys. Uh, definitely impressive, um, you know, after um, C.D. Lamb uh, was taken when we came in here Friday. I like the Gallimore pick. Mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite pick. He's nasty D-lineman from Oklahoma. They go out with their second pick in the second round, get uh, Trayvon Diggs. Um, you know, then you you look at the um, – you know, you look at the center they got from Wisconsin. A lot I know of people was, like that pick. I, I know I was looking, I think, in, um, in, in Salami was, of course, draft week. He was texting me this weekend a lot. But I know, I think he was saying, which I have to look again, I think they what got four out of the guys, four guys they drafted was on his board. Um, because I really asked him really what he thought of the CD Lamb, and he just said after the first he wasn't too happy. But then you get, you know, digs to fall in your lap. Um, you know where they where they got him. And keep they got in mind that's who Salami that. thought they would go with in the first round. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, so that he, he he not only had him on the board, but he thought the Cowboys would go with him in the first round. But he didn't I think, know. I think would overall, I mean, they addressed their needs. I mean, it was cor- it was defense, secondary help, corner, and they get um, they got two, two corners, and, two corners, and two D linemen. Mm-hmm. So and a QB. Yeah, well, that ben was a seventh. Yeah, that was a seventh pick. He's out of James Madison, right? Um, and the DN out of Nate Bradley. A lot of guys have him uh, a ranking, even okay. though it was, even those later rounds. A lot of people had him ranked as an A. You got something, Sam? Oh no, I was just gonna say that Bradley and a kid. He ran a terrible uh, forty at the combine. Ran like a four nine four, which is awful for his size. Right. And then a couple weeks later, at his own little pro day, ran like a, a high four seven, low four eight. So yeah. I think that's why he slid that far. Oh okay, got it. But you. he had thirty sacks in college. I mean, he was a big time performer out there in the Pac twelve. Uh, no, I, I think if you look at. Um you know, Dallas's uh, personnel office and things, I mean, the last few drafts, they've had some solid drafts over the last few years. And I think you start off kind of shaky in regards to, of course, they took the best player available at that time on Thursday at 19 with C.D. Lamb, um, with 17, excuse me. But I think if you look at Friday and Saturday, um, they kind of pretty much ease the waters in regards to addressing some of those needs. And you say your favorite one is the kid out of Oklahoma. D-line? Yeah, I like him a lot. Okay, That's some, That was a solid pickup, especially I don't know if you want to say that late, but I guess that late, what was that, third round? That third? On who? That was a solid. Yeah, that, third. Yeah, third yeah, round, third. so that was that was solid. Um, You know, so over- I think a high B plus. I don't know, you know, it's, I'm, hmm. I'm Yeah. I don't like to give out A's. I don't know if anybody really ever gets an A because you have to let some of it play out. But, I mean, when you when you get the best player available, but then you're still able to address your needs, I think that's a solid B+. Plus. Okay. All right. We'll no. argue that. I mean, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, Tom will tell once the product's on. I know Mike Nolan, their defensive coordinator, is a very a guy that really prides his defense on turnovers. 
He believes that if you don't get turnovers, you can't be a productive defense. And Dallas has kind of struggled in the last couple of years being up and down on how many turnovers they actually create. Um, on the other hand, the Texans uh, didn't have much to work with, uh, but I thought Bill O'Brien, um, you know, we did okay. Uh, you know, the outside linebacker from Florida, Jonathan, um, he's pretty decent. I watched some Florida games. I know who that is. Um, he took a cornerback. You know about Jonathan Grant, Green, yeah. Greenert. Yeah. John, uh, John Reed, a cornerback out of Penn State. Uh, the funny thing about this, this is a kid that in his last year at Penn State when Bill O'Brien was there, when the kid was at high school, a freshman, Bill kind of recruited him back then, you know, before oh, okay. he left to take the job. So he comes back so many years later, and he picks him in the fourth round uh, as a cornerback. Um, you know, they pick up a wide receiver with their last pick. Uh, I think Isaiah Coulter out of Rhode, Rhode Island. Uh, so we already knew going into the draft the Texans wasn't going to have that many picks. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of a wait and see on that one. I mean, the only one I will see, I don't know too much about the offensive tackle out of North Carolina. Uh, they, they took him in the fourth round. Uh, but I have seen their corner with Penn State play. Everybody right. knows I'm a, Jane, a Franklin guy. Uh, with John Reed and then um, and then the kid from Florida, the outside linebacker with their third pick. So the Texans um, did so-so uh, with what they could be. I mean, it's still with Bill O'Brien, it's still going to be what, what the product on the right. field is going to be in regards to his job security and what they decide to do. But it, the more I hear come out, the more he's basically, I think he's another one that's kind of tied in with the McNair family. Um, you know, and so he might be one of those guys that is bulletproof in Houston for a while. Sorry for the Houston Texan fans out there, but that's what I'm taking from it every time. Uh, every time that something's come out, I've heard of him, about him. But I mean, in, in fairness to them, I'm not saying that you could just throw drafts away. But this is a team that they're they're not coming from four and twelve. They're not coming from three and thirteen. They're coming from a, a playoff. They're coming from a playoff. They should have probably gone to the AFC Championship game. Hmm. So I'm not, again, I'm not saying you could just throw drafts away or we should, you know. Put, we Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I'm not saying we shouldn't pile on Bill O'Brien for some of his decisions, but at the same time, they were up on the Super Bowl champs 24 to whatever the heck it was. And big lead. Yeah, had a hugely, I forget, 24-0, 20-0, whatever it was, big lead, so... I mean, this is not a team when you're that close and you were, you know, beating the skulls out of the eventual Super Bowl champs. Do you have that many holes? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, again, they put themselves in the position, but 
the AFC South. They're coming. They were coming from a better pole position than the Cowboys. The Cowboys weren't even in the playoffs. True. We're treating we're treating the Texans like they're the ones that weren't in the playoffs and then didn't win. I mean, they won a playoff game and should have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, but their coach had some bonehead made some bonehead decisions. So they're coming from a better pole position than the other team in Texas. And the I, other team in Texas is dealing with three other teams that got better. Yeah, I think the AFC. I think the AFC South at last year the division took a little step back because uh, you know prior to that the year before they sent two teams I believe to the playoffs, um, and last year it was one of those that you had the Colts kind of collapse in the second half. Uh, you had the uh, quarterback experiment with Nick Foles. It didn't really go too well with Jacksonville. Um, disgruntled situation blows up between, uh, you know, um, Doug Marone and and Jacksonville's former cornerback, uh, um, Ramsey. They got to trade him. So I think Houston uh, got advantage, took advantage of that a little bit. But I do see a little bit what you were saying in that. Now, you asked me, which I'll get more yeah, when we'll we get, get back, but break. you asked me who had the best draft, who I thought course, had the yeah, best I draft. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, you yeah. know, who knows, but. Yeah, I'll answer that when we get back. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Days Pizza, located out in Leon Springs. Don't forget, they're still doing to-go orders, and you can they'll deliver beer right to you as well. And they have a new location coming up soon. They're going to be opening up soon here in the Alamo Ranch area. That is Double Days Pizza, its official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Mm. Um, okay. To me, the uh, the best team, the best draft, um, and really they've been wire to wire in my opinion. They've had the best offseason, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Better than the Colts. If you ask me right now, huh? Better than the Colts draft? Yeah. I mean, the Colts had a good draft, but Colts the Ravens. Had a really good draft. Ravens, from who they picked up in the offseason and free agency and what they've done in the draft. Um, and you're talking about a team that really took a big leap last year with Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, uh, Hollywood uh, Brown, which one that beats they got by Callis the way. too, didn't they? Huh? Well, they they both. I think it's Baltimore. If you, I, I don't, you know, usually I wait till about August, whatever. But I'll definitely will tell you that I don't know who the other three candidates, but I usually narrow it down before I go with my Super Bowl picks. But I tell you right now, the Baltimore Ravens are are in the. Uh, they're they're in the clubhouse early uh, for definitely one of those AFC contenders to come out of the Super Bowl. I mean, I talked about it on Friday, but if you look at what they done, I mean, the first round they get Patrick Quinn out of LSU, okay, with the for inside linebacker. I mean, he he's everything the Ravens is about. This guy in with LSU this past year, I mean, this is a violent guy. He plays the position violent with bad intentions. That's what the Ravens like. Then they go ahead and get J.K. JK Dobbins out of Ohio State. Okay, forget, don't forget they still got Ingram back there. They got Lamar Jackson, who's a threat with his his legs as well, also. Right. Then they go with the in the third round, they get defensive tackle Justin uh, Matabuki. Matabuki out of Texas AM. 
Okay. Then they get a receiver. Salami had, I believe, on his board in the third round out of Texas, Devin. Uh, Duvernay. Duvernay at wide receiver. Another repping to go along with Hollywood Brown over there uh, with Lamar Jackson. Uh, then they come back in the third round, get an inside linebacker, Malik Harrison. Well, that was Ohio the thing. State. They had three third round picks. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, that's they had three. Well, no, excuse me, they had they had four third round picks. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, bad. they had four. Um, also, uh, an offensive guard, yeah, four, yeah. Uh, Ben uh, Britson from Michigan, um, and then you get uh, safety with the last pick, which we'll see how it plays out. But Geno Stone from Iowa, I've watched him. He's decent in the seventh. He went in the seventh round. Uh, but I just think for what they did in the offseason, uh, Campbell, getting him what from Arizona, yeah, from, Campbell, from, yeah. from, uh, from Jacksonville. Did you see him tweet Burroughs when Burroughs got drafted? Oh, welcome to AFC North. I, I look forward to welcoming you to the AFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Derek. and they were solid last year. Again, they're like I put them in not they were obviously a better team than the Texans, I think, but they were a team that was in the playoffs. Exactly. And, you know, filled some needs in free agency and in the draft. Rich got richer. That those are the two teams that stand out stand out to me that the Rich got richer. That's the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, oh yeah, they picked up Trent Williams. Trent Williams, their their tackle lets them know for the draft he's gonna retire. Uh, you know, so they they at least he they let him know he let him know that for the draft. Um, we talked about that. They get the cat out of Arizona State, the wide receiver. So to me, the rich got richer in Baltimore and uh with the uh, 49ers. And I'll put Kansas City in that as well to the Chiefs, uh, even with their first round pick uh that they got their running back. I mean, because that's one of those one of those that hey. Um, you know, and I'm hearing, I think you brought it up too. I don't know if you, I think you said it on Thursday or Friday that they had kind of went to Patrick Mahomes before the draft and asked him, is it somebody yeah, particular? Yeah. He picked out the kid from the running back yeah. uh, from LSU. But, you know, uh-huh. like I said, the Colts, you know, Pittman, they get Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin, they get Julian Blackman from Utah. I think Utah's starting secondary all got drafted. Y'all got the corner yeah, that I that wanted. you won. I saw that, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I think Utah's whole secondary got drafted. I was high on Utah and their defense. That's why I wanted. And they picked Jaylen. up Jacob Eason. This is the thing. I well, Jacob, him and Fromm. They, I mean, Jacob was one of those that there's only one guy. I think. I think Brent Musburger. He's the only guy that I've heard for the last year that's really talked up. Uh, Jacob Eason. I think he gets the opportunity where he doesn't have to rush to go in to he has be a, a big starter. Arm. Um, Colts had a good draft, but I'm just not a. I, I'm not a. After what I saw last year, I'm not a believer in where Phillip Rivers is at right now. Yeah. I think without Jameis Winston having his season of interceptions that he did last year, Phillip would be in. But no, the Colts had a good draft. I've always been high on Ballard. I don't like the way they did uh, Jacoby Brissett. I'll stand to that. But I was high on Chris Ballard when he got the job, and I think the Colts did do a decent uh, a decent draft. Um, you know the Chicago. Speaking of Chicago, uh, the tight end that they took out of Notre Dame. They only got one uh, receiver. But you know they're well. Let me tell you something. That's one more than uh, Green Bay Packers took. Yeah, I saw that Green Bay. Lafleur hates Aaron Rodgers. I, 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 I <laughs> to, to me, this is one of those. I mean, hates a strong word, but let, let's Very put it this strong, way. I, I'll take that back. He doesn't hate Aaron Rodgers, but just let you know he's not. That he's, kiss, not he's not kissing. He's not sitting he's, around kissing his ass. He's no. he's making his move to get ready to move on. And, but and he I, still has um, gosh, 
great receiver. He still has uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, he still has Devontae Adams. Rudy, you're talking it's about not the like Texans. He, you act like okay. he has the Chicago Let me Bears tell you wide something. receivers. You just said that, well, look, we're acting like Texans or Dallas is where Texans were. Texans were in the playoffs. This, the Green Bay Packers was in the NFC Championship game. They won, what, thir- 12 games? 13. 13 games. You don't get Aaron Rodgers out of the deepest receiving class that we've seen in the last 20-some years. Some people think of all time. You don't come away with one rod receiver for Aaron Rodgers, not one. And then on, and then on top, and, and, and then on top of that, you know they went you, offensive line and running backs. But if you look at what he did in Tennessee, they were run first. So are you shocked by Lafleur's draft? I'm I'm sh- I'm not shocked by what he did uh, with taking. Um, Love in the first round and moving up to get him. I'm not shocked by that, but I am surprised they went Friday, Saturday without getting one receiver. I mean, because if you if, because if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, I mean, the whole deal that most teams and most coaches that sit at a team that's at 12 wins and they've got a quarterback like Aaron, and especially if you're and this is a second year coach, mind you, is really concentrated on how can we get better or how can I still give him more weapons. You know, I, I think. You know, to me, I said it coming in here Friday. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is on the clock. I think he has enough, a lot of good football left to be played. Uh, I know Lafleur by Saturday tried to downplay it a little bit, saying, hey, Aaron's going to be here for a long time. They still haven't spoke to him. But I think without a doubt, if Aaron is as vocal as playing in his 40s or playing the 40s, he's going to be doing it in another uniform after two, a couple years. Mm. I mean, Bryce Love will be taking over this team probably by the year 2022 or 23. Aaron Rodgers has got two years to make right in his in his Green Bay. Or when I say make right, take advantage of his last two years in Green Bay. That was a ballsy move by LaFleur that's only a second head coach. To me, it feels and, uh, a little bit like, what if on the other hand he's protecting Aaron? What if we're going to go more? Because like, keep in mind, Tom Brady's last three years in New England – it was a lot of screens. They ran the ball a lot. They got the ball out of his hands quickly in order to protect him. Aaron's getting older. So if you have an aging quarterback that can still zip it when he needs to, why not do the best you can to protect him and not have him do so much? I think we've even seen that with Drew Brees and them taking Kamara. Well, for, well, I, well, if you want to use that as an example, I'm not, I'm Aaron assuming. Rodgers is probably one of the best – quarterbacks we've seen in our lifetime throwing right. on the run. I think their line wasn't that horrible. I saw that they took another running back, but there's they there's not a passing grade the Green Bay Packers got from anybody on their draft and a lot of it in my opinion had to do with and you can't with you have Aaron Rodgers and you're coming off the NFC Championship game and DeVonte Adams is really the only true countable uh pro bowl type of receiver right. you got. You can't walk through I don't know how many rounds they had or how many picks they had, but you cannot leave this draft without getting at least one receiver whether it's in the seventh round the sixth round or the fifth round and on top of that you a lot of people you left a lot of people head scratching not me but you left a lot of people head scratching by moving up just to get love love. which probably is not going to see the field for at least another three years uh two to three years so um that's what it is but the kid the tight end y'all took from chicago man i I saw the video he his parents like the way they acted but the backstory with that they grew up obsessing with the chicago bears he was a Chicago fan from ever, his family, the Chicago stuff everywhere. And then he's there through all these picks and the tight end. Chicago ends up taking him. So, therefore, go imagine that. I don't know about that. I mean, because you do pick up, you know, um, 
what's my man's they uh from Green Bay uh that they did they they did pick up tight end for agency. What's my man's name? Jimmy. Jimmy Graham. Now I know Jimmy Graham's long in the tooth, but you do go pick up Jimmy Graham, but then you use the first round on the tight end. Second Not round. The sec- was it second round they got him? It was their first pick, but it first was second pick, round. Yeah. But um lucky for that kid getting to play for his uh hometown team yeah, for sure. uh, growing up. More of the draft when we get back, 736-976. You listen to the sports crowd, we'll be back. Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Um, But, uh, yeah, I think that was a good story. What else in the draft that stood out to me? Um, Oh, yeah. Did you pay any attention? I mean, I I looked them up, but, again, you know, because we had someone, a a listener, chime in about the Saints. Uh, They only had four picks. They got the center. And they got the linebacker from Wisconsin in the third, a tight end in the third from Dayton, and uh, another quarterback from Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were talking to Winston. They have Breeze. They re-signed Taysom, and then they drafted QB. So I don't know what to think about their draft, my man. I I think it's all right. I think they're a veteran team. I I can't even sit here and lie to you. Outside the center, I haven't really paid much attention to the other three. Um. I, you know, a team like the Saints, I think it really just comes down to. I, I like the center uh, pick. I mean, that's that's Reese. probably that's probably a need they needed. You know, Drew Brees got a lot of pressure up the middle, especially in that game against Minnesota, which was one of his worst games of last year at the wrong time. Which you've heard me say. I think with a veteran team like that and really no OTAs and Sean just saying, hey, we'll be ready for camp. Just take time off. They know what they got, and they know that they, they're they going into a division. They've got the least amount of turnover in the division. Uh, that's the reality True. of it. And it really just comes down to what Drew Brees has left in the tank. Can they, can they protect Drew Brees? And they have a situation like that. That's Do they the believe thing. in Taysom or not? I don't believe I, I Salami was here. I, I talked to both I love of y'all. Him. I love. Him. I like him too, but I don't believe he's not the he's not going to be the quarterback of the future for the the the, the Saints. I don't believe that. I I, I don't. I, I think that basically it's he's in a perfect situation. I saw that they did give him an extension. I think Jameis Winston, if they get this deal done, which I think they are, has a very good opportunity so to push the reset. So if they button. do pick up Jameis. And Breeze, God forbid, gets hurt again for five, six weeks. Is Taysom going to be under center or is it going to be Jay? There's going to be Jameis. Because last year, as much as I loved Hill, mm-hmm. Salami loved Hill, the five games that Breeze was out, the starter was Bridgewater. Because I think Hill is designed to do what he can do Certain things. on that. And I think this is another thing, you know, like, and again, and I'm going to defend Philly on this because yeah, everybody's they, talking. They come out and said they're going to use Hurts on yeah. the field like they like like the Saints I, use That's Hill. what I thought of when I first saw the draft. Say they taking something round, though, Cal? You know what? Let me give you a history lesson on Mr. Uh, um, Howie Roseman, the GM up there. You know, he he comes from the – there was a time where he comes from the Andy Reid part, and he's learning. Like, he, what's and, the know, difference in that 
because we kill the Cowboys for mm. not taking need, right? So what's the difference in why aren't we killing Philly for that pick when they have a guy they just gave a, a trillion dollars to in the second round when that's not a need? What's the difference in that in the Cowboys taking CD Lamb? Well, they got they 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 addressed their main need at the wide receiver position when they drafted a wide receiver. First round. Okay. CeeDee Lamb is probably they I don't know if they had CeeDee Lamb on as high as what people thought. I know some people think that that's the reason why Jerry took CeeDee Lamb to keep him away from Philly, but I think Philly was looking for the vertical speed going down the field which was the kid from TCU. Howie Roseman used to go he used to deal with uh Andy Reid and mm-hmm. he said he learned a long time ago because he he normally doesn't speak. But Sunday this has got a lot of teeth said, "Look, because people say in the second round, he said, you know, I'm not going to put the names out there, which everybody knows it ended up being Russell Wilson. When At the time, they had an interest in a quarterback, or two, and that quarterback was Russell Wilson. But what he said that he learned from the Andy Reid and from the mistakes is that, in his opinion, the second round ain't that much different from the third round. So if you, if you really like a guy, you know, that you think that's going to, that you're going to want, why not take him in the second round? I think... For one, the reason why they did it is I think they know Jalen Hurts is a good teammate. Jalen Hurts is not going to come in there kicking up a lot of dust. And you're damn right. It's a copycat league. And I think that also, um, you know, that uh, Doug Peterson, he looks at the same thing possibly of what he can do with Hurts' talent on the field, similar to what if Carson Wentz, his health is an issue. I'll give people that. But like you said, $100 million they just gave him. Carson Wentz, if healthy, is the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's never wrong. You got to understand, their head coach was a backup all his life in the NFL. Okay. There's nothing wrong with having developing a quarterback to be the backup. GM also, said they want to be uh, a, a QB like powerhouse. And also, I would say, hey, I think the Eagles, like, it, it's it's also what I want to touch on, like the Bill Belichick thing, which I'm not believing what he said because I think it's, yeah, okay, whatever. But I'll get to that. But guys like that, and especially with Howie Roseman of Philly yeah. and Doug Peterson, keep in mind, folks, this team just won a Super Bowl a few years ago. I don't understand. I think people have forgot on how much of an overhaul that they had to go from the Chip Kelly era. They deserve some benefit of the doubt. I still think, you know, Dallas is, I, I've got to see how these pieces do on defense. But going into next year, I'm pretty sure the desert, Philly will still be the favorites to win that division. It'll be by a small margin. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And look, they've got Deshaun Jackson coming back. He only played the first two, three weeks they of the season. They picked up Slay also. They pick up Slay. I still think uh, he can't guard. He can't guard CD, Gallup, and Amari Cooper all at once. So, like, let's let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I, did they really address what they – they picked up a receiver, yes. But what Salami let us know last year before – before everybody and their mama on the offense got hurt, mm-hmm. their weakest side, their weakest link on their team was, was the coverage. So right. did they really address what they needed to address? I feel that like this. I think they did, but what people have to realize, they were one of the top three teams in the league last year on the IR report, and they still won the division. That's because Dallas pissed the bed. Well, or whatever the reason is. They they go, they had a lot of people, a lot of guys on IR. I'm just saying they deserve the benefit of the doubt. They're a Super Bowl winning organization. They got, they, got the, they got a safety out of Clemson, and they got Slay. The rest, linebacker, offensive tackle, they got another receiver, got another linebacker, got another receiver. 
offensive tackle, outside linebacker. So I guess we'll have to see. I, I just think a lot of it was to try to get uh, Carson with some vertical help. And good luck if this kid on TC is as good as Salami thinks Rager, he's going to be. Jalen Rager. Good luck with him and Deshaun Jackson coming back. I know Deshaun Jackson's long in the tooth, but he took a year off of football. That's still a deep threat. Um, you know, don't forget about so their tight end. They got them position. as a favorite still. They'll probably be. I think I'm just sending the Vegas to give them. I'll, I'll like I said, I'll let the. The, the 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 next few months, uh, you know, play out before I really go down and pick the divisions. But make no mistake about it. I mean, Philly's gonna. I mean, Philly's there as well. And again, we got to see how these pieces jail with Mike with Nolan on the defensive side of the ball. The off uh, with with the Cowboys. The offensive side is going to be set with Dallas, but there's still a lot of questions in regards to what's going to happen with these guys getting adjusted. Not a regular offseason. Continuity and everything's going to be key. At Acuity Insurance, we believe that when you let your heart take the lead, amazing things happen. Possibilities become plans. Startups get started. Ideas on napkins turn into brick and mortar. When you lead with your heart, you build a business you're proud of and a life you love. So lead with your heart. We'll protect it with ours. Discover business, home, and auto insurance at Acuity.com. Acuity, a mutual insurance company and other companies. Not all products available in all states. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Uh, coming in this 2020 NFL season. Less turnover, less possible. Dallas is getting a whole new coaching staff. Yeah, Philly's not. But true, I think too. a lot of criticism coming uh, you know, toward uh, how the guys. I don't even think Jalen. I don't even think Jalen thought he was going second round. Maybe not. I mean, but I, I, I just feel that that had a Sean Payton type of Tyson Hill, Taysom Hill thing all but over. But it, it does show how how far the the QB position has evolved because seven to eight years ago. Jalen Hurts possibly doesn't even get drafted. And honestly, I think we're gonna pretty soon we're gonna have to start looking at the way we look at sixth rounders and fifth rounders and seventh rounders. Because when I look at this draft, and maybe it's just this draft, but going forward, uh, the talent that's coming out of college and all these different universities, um, not just the SEC, which dominated, by the way, it's just ridiculous on how many kids that went from the SEC conference in the draft. But I think it's the you know the sevens on sevens these kids play that are equivalent to AAU right, basketball. Right, right, right. All these it's it's just talent across the board. I think pretty soon we're gonna start looking at sixth and seventh rounders and fifth rounders even different as is the way it looks well, like going in this draft. Seven three six nine seven six. You listen to the sports crowd. We get back. We'll get the flips phone call. You listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor. It's a local family-owned business, and customer service is their top priority. They'll treat you like family. If there's something they don't have, they'll special order it for you, and their first location is conveniently located on Petrenko, right outside 1604 across 
from the Walmart that is Texas Cheer Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, before we go on, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Flip. Flip, you on the Sports Grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Flip? What's going on, fellas? What's the deal? What up, up, man? Ain't that much. First thing first, I got to say, man, I missed a happy hour, 4 to 5, but I know how things are. Don't worry about that. But in my (laughs) humble opinion, in my humble opinion, I'll say that we had the best offseason and one of the better drafts this year. Here he go. Here go Bengals fan. Go ahead. Make your case. Go ahead. Okay. First of all, we picked up the the number one free agent uh, defensive tackle in D.J. Reader. We picked up two solid uh, cornerbacks in Trey Wayne and uh, McKenzie. And then we got Von Bell from the Saints uh, starting safety for us. Then we got Joe Burrow. Then we drafted T. Higgins. Then we got Luke Wilson. Then we got uh, Akeem Gates, another linebacker. And then we got Luke Wilson from Purdue, another linebacker. So we, we got our hopes cleared up. We got some franchise quarterback. We got T. Higgins to learn from the one of the best receivers in the league, amazing Jeremiah Green. So in my humble opinion, we had a great offseason and a good draft. So I have to say. Okay. All right, Flip. All right, Flip. Um, I won't Sound argue. good. I, I won't argue with thinking he had a good uh, a good draft, uh, but but no. There's no one that's had a draft in the offseason like the Ravens, considering that they were – I mean, they made it to, um, you know, the divisional round uh, game. Right. And um, – Got stomped out, but they made it. Yeah, but see, they got stomped out. But you talk, we talking about knees. They addressing knees from day one in free agency. They, they and why they got stomped out because they got ran down the middle. They fixed that problem. They already had a top ten defense last year, uh, but they're they got vulnerable and they got exposed on the run the way Henry did. But everything they did before we even got to the draft addressed that. And the crazy thing is they don't even have the wizard Ozzie Newsom in the office anymore. I guess he just uh, whoever his understudy was. I forgot my man's name. The GM yeah. for the the Ravens has done a hell of a job, uh, but no, I think the Cincinnati uh, Bengals had a good draft. They'll still they still won't be making the playoffs next year, uh, you know. But barring any crazy injuries uh, outside of Baltimore and uh, Pittsburgh, but I, I think you know they're definitely on their way. And you have to start if you don't have a quarterback, you haven't have nothing. And we'll see what the hometown boy in uh, out of Ohio. Uh, Joe Barrow does uh, going forward, uh, but I still think they're they're on the right path. Um, and you know, of course, with all that, they'll get AJ Green back. I, you know, I didn't think that he was going to be a Cincinnati Bengal. It looks like he is. Um, you know, in case, unless you know, we just haven't heard from him unless he demands a trade. But as of now, Flip will be right about that. So you can add AJ Green with that as well. But I think that they would still, I would still pick them third in that division uh, at best. I mean, and, and not only that. Um, what Flip's got to look at, I mean, you look at Cleveland. I mean, the Browns. I mean, you know, that's a situation where, you know, they gave Baker. They left away with some weapons with Baker after this draft. So you got to still, they've got yeah, some. I like, I, like, I like what Cleveland did, too. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Now, before we get to the last uh, dance, you would ask me about Denver's draft. Did I? Remember that I think it was. Uh, How many y'all, was it? y'all, y'all, y'all it still was, picking uh, receivers? The draft well, is over. Y'all the, still picking receivers? This is the thing. I think it was Rocky two. I think it was one. What was the one, with Mr. T? Was it Rocky two? Three. Three. It was two, right? No, it was three. The first That's two right, were Apollo. Apollo. You're right. It was Rocky yeah. three. You're right. You're right, Rudy. And I think in that movie, uh, they had a reporter asked them, "You have any predictions for the fight?" And then Mr. T just looked at it and said, "Pain." When you ask me about Denver's draft, well, I'll just say speed. 
And I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. The AFC West on paper, if not going this year, probably next year on skill positions are probably going to be the fastest division in football at skill positions. Um, you know, I had Kansas City Rob DM me the whole weekend with I see this, but I'm like, hey man, y'all swung the first punch. Y'all the y- y'all started this track race in the AFC right, West. Right, right. And you've had other teams. You you see what the Raiders tried to do with Ruggs with their first receiver. But Denver's draft, I think, you know, it's it's probably they've they've had two solid drafts back to back. Really three decent ones in a row, two solid ones, including this one. Um, uh, without a doubt, everything showed that that Elway believes in giving uh, Locke the opportunity to submit himself. Tight end pickup, love it. Former teammate, uh, I heard he fell in the draft because he rubbed people the wrong way in some interviews. Um, also, he had some injuries, but that is another tight end that runs about a four six forty. Like three of them. Y'all drafted two tight ends last year, didn't you? Well, Denver's had bad luck with tight ends even staying healthy. But if you think Noah Fant. This tight end that runs a four six, the kid from and, and to go with the kid from Penn State, that's that eased my Hamlet. that that eased my rug situation with Judy because I knew they needed a guy that could go over the top to help uh, Melvin Gordon out to help Philly Lindsay out. They got it, and they I mean think of the Elway going back to back receivers one and two uh, picks. Um, I think their seventh round pick the kid out of South Dakota up there. The, the thing North he Dakota might State. North Dakota, excuse me, he might be a steal. Uh, Salami texts me after like, "Wow, I love the the guard you got from Fresno." He got an A grade by yeah. a lot of people. Oh, for no, oh yeah, he did too. The guard Fresno Moody definitely a wild card. But the kid from North Dakota State got an A from a lot of people. Definitely as well. should be competing for a wild card next year, and I think the year after that, I give another draft. I think after that, they'll be ready to dethrone uh, the Chiefs, and then from there, they'll be back in Super Bowl contention. But the 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 the, the speed aspect in the AFC West is real. Um, the Raiders they got a tight end that runs a four five four six as well. They pick up rugs. I, I don't and, and the Chargers. I like what the Chargers did, and they draft too as well. I mean, the Chargers had a decent hell of a draft, but on paper at the skill positions will be one of the fastest divisions in football from all skills, and that is because you've got the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in that division that you're going to have to play twice, whether you're the Raiders, the L.A. Chargers, the Denver Broncos, and they forced everybody's hand. Andy Reid forced everybody's hand in that division, and you had to get faster. So without a doubt, this draft and the game plan going in uh, was to get locks and weapons and some speed. And don't forget, I mean, you got you're pairing them up with a guy that made a Pro Bowl uh with basically a a, a terrible team last year and I'll start off with one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, Joe Flacco and Corton Sutton. Don't forget about that. And you got Hamilton, the other Penn State kid that I've been waiting to come along. And don't forget about the other receiver, Patrick. They had some bear. They didn't have to go receiver receiver, but they were able to get so they were able to pick up a lineman. I love the center pick from LSU. I love getting that. The center. You're teaming him up with Mike Munchak. Best best offensive uh, coach in the league. So that's my thoughts on that. Speed. What's your prediction for the fight? Pain. Speed. Relax. Speed. Relax. Deep threat. Because you got to think, the year they won the Super Bowl, they didn't have no, they didn't really have no offense and a lot of weapons. No offense at all. You know? Tell you, man, they ain't going to lay down for this uh, for for forever, man. They ain't going to lay down for nothing. They coming. But I'll tell you this one thing: Pat Shermer got about two years with this team as offensive coordinator. He got oh, yeah. he, there's no excuse with the weapons. He got two years to figure it out. He got two years offensive coordinator with this team and this speed and this weapons. You know, so we'll see. 
And make no mistake about it, when you look at Judy, his production is right on the level coming out of Alabama, what Julio Jones was, Amari Cooper was. He's right in that whole deal. Nick Saban talked about it this weekend. Say, look, man, the guy is uh, uh, ahead of schedule, ahead of his time and route running and everything. I said, yeah, I know. Texas made a comeback later in the rounds. I think they ended up How with six. They I think they ended up with like six players drafted. Hey, I still agree with your take though in your post. They've got to do better. Um, the University of Texas in regards to getting these players, a lot of it's on Tom Herman. Uh, but you know, and that's not really a slight to TCU. But I think when you talk about, but Texas, what I'm saying is like, you know, just so people don't feel like I'm just piling on. First of all, I root for Texas, but if you don't have first rounders on your team, more than likely you're not going to be in the Final Fours. You're not going to win your conference. That's why I feel like it's important. It's yeah. not like it's not like you're going to be in the Final Fours and you don't have any you don't have any NFL players on your team, especially first rounders. True, true. Seven three six nine seven six. We got time to go to the phone. Yeah, let's go to John. John, you on the sports grind here on Ticket Seven Sixty? What's up, John? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How y'all doing? All, All right. right. Hey, Calvin, I got to give you credit, man. My my wife is a diehard Broncos fan, and she's excited about the speed and everything they picked up. Give uh, Locke some weapons. Should be. Uh, I'm, you know, y'all y'all should know me by now. I'm a, I'm a Redskins fan, but we got a ways to go. I ain't even talking about them right now. I'm talking to all my Cowboys friends that are listening, and 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 uh, it's like everyone's excited about. CD Lamb, but my thing is, you were just talking about Texas and things like that. CD Lamb and Oklahoma didn't really play anybody. Big Twelve was no threat, and a lot of their a lot of their non conference teams there wasn't any kind of powerhouses, you know, with good defensive players that were going to defend it. You know, like Judy and and uh, Rugs, they were in the SEC. They had to go LSU. They had to go Mississippi State. They had the powerhouse defenses. So now that he's in the NFL, let's see what he can do. Hmm, okay. Hmm. All right. That's, thanks for the phone call. I've heard that. We've heard that quite a bit about CD. He hasn't I, played I, anybody. But. but but I think a lot of CD's production with Dallas is going to come in the slot. It's going to come in the slot, man. I mean, he's an upgrade. I mean, if you go back to Beasley, they lose Cobb. People forget they lost Randall Cobb. He's with the Texans now. A lot of C.D. Lambs. So Gallup's going to still be the guy down the top. Gallup's got speed. I'm going to use the first-round pick on the C- slot. C.D. Lamb, a lot of his production is going to wow. come from the slot, man. It's going to come from three. Like I said, I said it Friday. Tight ends have always been a part of Dallas's offense. I'm not saying that it's not going to be because I think the kids got some some growth. Witten stunted his growth. He still will get some looks. But Mike McCarthy's going to three wide receiver sets and stuff like that. And CeeDee Lamb should be a nightmare matchup for linebackers and everything going that way. They'll get him some vertical, but the vertical still will be for Gallup. Amari going down. CeeDee Lamb is going to be doing work out of the backfield, slot, all that kind of way. Motion, a lot of stuff. Yeah. 736-9760. You listen to the Sports Crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Um, 
All right, before we get into the last dance, let's take another phone call here mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, let's go to Rick. Ricky on the sports grind here on Ticket 760. What's up, Rick? What's up, Calvin? Uh, this What's is uh, Rick. We're down here in Laredo, Texas. Listen to you loud and proud, man. And Rudy J and Sammy Boy. What's going on? What up, man? What up, what up, what up? All right, short of me walking into traffic when I heard about the Packers finding another quarterback, I'm a Packers <laughs> fan. <laughs> um, uh, it, it was just ridiculous. I don't know what what they were thinking. And as far as the C.D. Lamb situation goes, I saw the video. Yeah, that boy was hiding something because he he wasn't. And he had a burner phone, man. That was. He wasn't waiting on his agent. That that must have been his his uh, his side piece, man. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, you know, this is the thing. Thanks for the phone call, Rick. Uh, Appreciate y'all down there in Laredo supporting us. Again, Rick, I don't know how long you've been a Packers fan, but the same age, almost the same round, similar, but I know the same age. It's the same thing it was when Aaron Brett Favre was pretty much the same age, I think a year younger, when they did it to him. I think to me, I, I, in my opinion, I just think Aaron Rodgers' wage. You got to think, and also things are different for Packers because y'all don't have an owner. And and things like that are different. I mean, that's why Ted Thompson was able to do things the way he wanted to do, never big on going to spend a big money on free agents and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think it shows that Coach LaFleur, the GM, it's only so much of Aaron Rodgers that they're going to be able to take. Uh, you know, And I think that basically they see something in love – that has a lot of upside, um, and I think that for the fact that they don't have to rush him out now and play, and he can sit for at least two years or maybe three, I, I see it. I see it because at the end of the day, if they really wanted love, they had to move up and get him because I believe the Colts that they probably the, the Colts would have been they, that would have probably been the Colts. First pick in the the other round, at least second. They might have still went with Pittman, but the Colts would have would have had him higher on the board than they did Easton out of Washington. I'll tell you that there was some other. I don't think Love would have been there uh, by the time the Packers come back around if that's really what they really wanted to do. Did you see the meme that said the their their QBs are Packers QBs are A Rod and J Lo? I think I saw that. <laughs> like, I thought I saw that. What, too what, much time speaking on of that, hands. you had on the document. I didn't hear what the deal with ESP and the flack they took for Higgins and his mom on the cover. Yeah, well, because like they just kind of just kind of threw it out there, like oh, his mom's a recovering drug addict, and people are just like, was it Trey Wingo? I don't know who it Trey, was, but I, they ESPN does that a lot, and some people. You know, starting to take offense to a ESPN. You know, I, they just throw these things out there. Now Higgins has responded and says he had no problem with it because he's proud that the everyone in the country can know that his mom's a fighter. But some people taking this to like, oh, you know, because it goes from like speed, quickness, big, tall, and his mom is a recovering drug addict. Like, well, it's weird. they had. I, I probably was Trey Wingo, and I know I've had a little bit of problem of it because I haven't really seen it making that much sense. I know you know feel good stories that you want to put out there. Um, they did the same thing with the kid. Kansas City took the running back. They gave the reason why his dad, his he shares both dads because his dad went away to jail while he was early age and the adopted uh, father took him in, and that's why he respects and carries both their legs. I, I get that. I, I, I don't really like it too much either because the way they do it, I don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, it's just you know? weird. It's just like speed, quickness, agility. Mom shot three people. When he yeah. was seven, it's like what? Like, Miami, you're on the clock. From? You're up next. Yeah, probably trading. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. But Higgins said he didn't have a problem with. It. Did you like that pick for Burrow? For Higgins, six four. Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, you Big don't kid. know what AJ has left. I mean, you yeah. want to have some chemistry. You start them off with at least one weapon so they can grow together. But yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, episode three and four of The Last Dance. This one was, it was cool, but this one was kind of the, one of those ones like, because that was an iconic time. You know, we're talking about Dennis and we're talking about the Pistons. So to me, I didn't, I didn't learn that much. The only thing that I probably did learn or was the reasoning about possibly Dennis Rodman inventing load management before we really had load management. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell tweeted that out. He's like, yeah. I don't care what y'all say, Dennis Rodman invented load yeah. management. I mean, I, that's the only thing. Uh, the, yes, the whole handshake situation, that, like you said, being that's an icon, that's yeah. been there. But again. You see Zeke, on the, Zeke was on the um, PR tour this morning. Oh, yeah. He was like, hey, man, y'all act like, he's like, y'all knew Jenner, y'all act like Mike was the only person getting beat up. Jalen Rose, was, Jalen Rose was like, "Hey, Jalen was upset about it." Yeah, he was it. like, "You don't have to apologize." He's like, "I remember Carl Malone busting your head open." But look, Mike, look what Mike called them last night. Like, I can start to yeah. see why Mike thought before this came out. Like, oh, people are gonna look at me a different way. I mean, I mean, he called them a female dog. Yeah, he did. It's so like, did Horace Grant. Horace Grant said that they were straight up female dogs. But you know what I like about it, and it was we talked and about this. Then people wonder why NBA. Bill Lambeer. Said that LeBron was the greatest player of all time. If you if you think Bill Lambeer is gonna, Isaiah Thomas says LeBron too. If that's you think anybody like from that Piston it. team is gonna say that Mike's the, the best player of all time, you're crazy. But that's what I like about it. We're 29 years later, and it's still uh, salty it, beans. It's it's real. We talked about an NBA where guys go have dinner with each other after they come in the city. This and that. I heard Bill Lambeer. Uh, you know, Rachel Nichols got to get the interview with him last night afterwards. He was saying, no, I don't regret it. And I got a thing. And, you know, Isaiah touched on it, like, which I didn't know is regards to, you know, Bill and Beard had never been called a thug before at that time. And, you know, he, you know, How bad could he boy, not be a thug. Bad, he was the biggest thug. But was he playing the game the way they were allowed back then? Yeah, that's true. And again, I, what I took from it, I, like I said, the, the whole Dennis Rodman, where he would left off, that was kind of new. But I bring it full back circle. It goes back to those people that say, well, you know, Phil Jackson, Coach Jordan, Pippen, Shaq, well, and all that. Well, when Phil got there, that's when they were able to get over the hump. But what other coach can handle and look at the things the way Phil did in regards to what Robin wanted? Even though he went to Mike for permission for like, hey, man, this guy wants to take a vacation. And Mike's like, if anybody need a vacation, I need a vacation. <laughs> yeah, ain't You ain't going to get him back. Yeah, that I did learn that. I didn't know that's how it went yeah. down. But, yeah, go but ahead. But just, the, just the, the, the personalities – to be able to know that we've known about Phil and his Zen, it's gonna. I, I think it's. I think when we're done with this, and I, don't, I think the next episode is probably gonna concentrate more of the marketing side that exploded with Mike. I think so. But too. I think it it comes down to where you should probably get more appreciation for Phil in regards to just what he dealt with at that time. Um, you can also see what I took from it. You can also see that. You know, Doug Collins still doesn't really want to touch on that whole situation or how that went down why he was actually fired or whatever, because Doug made it seem like, hey, I knew Phil was going to get, like, Doug made it sound like he gave the okay Well, that's Phil what I did find out. I didn't know. Where's my order? Does anyone know how to find my order? How can I find, my order? Order? find my order? Break free from customer support monotony. Welcome to Intercom, the customer support platform that uses chatbots, shared inboxes, apps, and more. Intercom's business messenger resolves questions that can be answered automatically, so customer support feels less like Groundhog Day and more like help is on the way. Go to intercom.com slash support to learn more. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. That Krauss had in, been in, interviewed Phil also a while back and was like, hey, dress professional. Like, Krauss had his eye on Phil from the gate, and I think Collins knew that. Yeah. But, you know, Mike didn't take the Phil right away. I didn't know that either. Like, hey, he took the ball out of my hands. Doug was putting it in my hands. Phil was just trying to teach and him. And imagine that conversation at that time when Mike's coming off of scoring titles and all that. He got to say, like, look, man, you, we got to get matters. your other team, the other guys Coaching involved. Matters. People think Phil just rolled the ball out. Look what he all he had to deal with behind the scenes. But, uh, yeah, Zeke's on the, on the PR tour today. I, and, and I think what I learned from that too is again I, we talked about it, but I didn't. I know you would know that it bothered him, but I could really see in his face because I saw him this morning with J- Jalen that the hurt of being not on that dream team. And this is the thing and, you gotta. And, the reason why it shows Mike's power. Keep in mind that coach Chuck Daly. That's Isaiah's guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one thing to go, like, hey, we're gonna keep this guy off, and let's say Pat Riley was the coach. Understandable, but for Chuck Daly to be like, "Hey, Zeke, just not gonna make it." I know Stephen A. was in spin control, and I know Isaiah's tried to downplay it, but I don't really think I, I from the the from the look of it and reading body language, like I do, I don't think Jordan really cares too much for Isaiah. Anybody that played no, on that doesn't. that thing, no, he, he, he said, yeah. "I don't even want to see anything. You got to show me. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it." But nah, Mike. Uh, Look, and today, like, you got to keep in mind, first of all, that's iconic, and that was in 91. Imagine right now, you know, whoever. Imagine Golden State walking off the court with eight seconds left. They just leave. It's not – look, We I've seen a lot of guys not shake hands after a series because people are coming on the court. It's going crazy. People trying to get interviews. That happens. But with eight seconds to go – and not only that, it wasn't like they had to take a long walk – you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It wasn't like they took a quick left and hit the tunnel. They had to take the long walk all the way down the court and walk past it. Mike's face and Mike and Scotty's face, it was horrible because it was a sweep. You know, Zeke was like, I think that's the only time in my career I've been swept. Imagine somebody doing that today in today's world, you know. But you know what I did? With eight d- seconds left. But you know what's been highlighted in the last 24, 40 hours? I know the Boston and Larry Bird doing almost the same thing. Yeah, uh, Isaiah said that it, it happened to them with Mikhail. And the point that Isaiah, I'm not a big Isaiah Thomas fan, but the the point that he's made in the last one, which is true, and no one talks about it, the Knicks, the Miami Heat, everybody took a piece of Detroit basketball the way to play. And think about that. And one of the things, too, I never like the whole, like Lambeer used to be a good three-point shooter from yeah, behind arc. He was a center. Yeah, he was. It was a bullet, Way before but you had that. But the one thing he said is that you look at the way that – the Miami Heat played that Pat Riley's Knicks coach team played. It was every it was okay for everybody else to play like that, but the Detroit Pistons and the Bad Boy. But I know That's that they point. embraced that. That I mean, Isaiah can say what they want to, but they embraced that that label at that time. Yeah, Isaiah's um, like, oh, man, y'all act like Mike did something special because he went to lift weights. He said, like, "That's what you're supposed to do." I was like, <laughs> Zeke's pissed. Zeke Piz, I always had respect for Zeke, man. Zeke was the first guy rocking low top, 25 points in the quarter on the bum ankle. Zeke's the man. 
Zeke's the man. And I'm speaking for the old city of Detroit. It was because we were overlooked and disrespect. And you know what, too, though, that I'm glad to highlight because I remember that. I forgot about it. But you know what? Mike did have those comments in that paper, in that write-up, talking about they weren't worthy of being champions and the way they carried themselves. And that came before they decided to walk off the court in general. 736-976. You listen to the sports crime. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. This next segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King at the Rim. They want to let you know they have a new immune builder, Smoothies. Uh, It's helping everybody stay healthy and safe and building people's immune systems. And don't forget, also, you can still find a lot of their fat birdie uh, smoothies as well. Uh, This uh, immune uh, builder smoothie is going to be made with veggie superfoods and contains both fruits and veggies. That is Smoothie King at the Rim, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Does uh, also with the diet, does does Pop let Dennis take a vacation? He didn't let Kawhi. Not without some backlash. So, no, of course not. I look, Pop's up there is one of the goats, but I think when you argue people, but I think with Dennis, I think Dennis, though, Dennis is, if you really, it's more mental than physical. I mean, we all know, going back to his piston days, Dennis battled. Mental health issues. Did you see C.J. McCullough's tweet? No. C.J. McCullough said that he believes every team in every sport has a Dennis Rodman on their team. No. But it just depends on how you no. how you handle it. No. You disagree with that? I know totally. Dennis was a – I see what C.J. was trying to say, but, yeah, Dennis was different. But the, the deal is, is I think when this is all said and done, this documentary, it's really going to separate both of those guys, I think, and Phil and Mike. Uh, because, again, you're talking about 20-some years ago and people's remembrance. And I've always been on the record of saying that I believe it's more impressive to me before I'm, you know, like I said, I lived through that. But to me, it's still more probably impressive what what Pop did considering who we are as a market and where this is in San Antonio over the haul of a 20-year span, even for Phil and his 11 championships. Mm-hmm. I still stick with that. But when you come down to basically saying the whole package and, and why might one have 11 besides just, oh, that's Mike, that's Shaq, right. that Kobe, is dealing with that stuff behind the scenes. Granted, I know a lot of questions are out, people. How does that Bulls team deal in the era of social media? Do they survive? I mean, I think Steve Kerr is probably the best person qualified to answer it since he's had, you know, Mike's been doing his thing and and out of the, you know, I won't say out of the public eye, but, you know, he's been gone from the game a while being involved in the game, even though right. he still, he owns, uh, you know, that uh, Charlotte team from afar. But Steve Kerr being in it and having to deal with superstars like Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson and being on that it, night, I think he's the it. They would have navigated it. He would have been Can fine. you imagine social media, though, and, and Rodman is in Vegas in the middle of the season on a vacation <laughs> about the camera phones and everything out That'd there recording. Crazy. Like this guy's supposed to, this guy's making this much money. He's out in Vegas. Yeah. Dennis, uh, Dennis was different, man. Dennis was different. But you know, when they threw the ball up for the tip ball, 
He was one of the best ones on the floor as far as defense and rebounding. So he figured now it the out. one thing when Dennis was talking about, like, well, you know, the trajectory, you know, Mike's ball come out this. Yeah, I'm like, I'm come like, on, chill. Dennis. Well, I mean, he, I mean, he was a he's beast, a ma- I mean, there's some people that master what they do. He mastered the art of rebounding. Larry's job was kind of flat. News coming out this way. <laughs> Dennis is, is crazy. Yeah, and I'm, Mike, I'm thinking like, well, if, Mike if is we just gonna, different. And and the, and the uh, production company I know I was reading today. I think on SI, a, a lot of Carmen Electra stuff had to be edited out. I'm thinking like, if we gonna have her part of it, why can't she tell the whole story of what went behind? But a lot of her stuff was couldn't be told on the Disney Network mm, about sex with Dennis and the yeah. and and the practice I can't court. Mike broke that up like, yo, Mike, get out. You see, it, you see that she was trying to hide. She didn't want Mike to see it, Mike to see him like that. Well, really, I want I want more details of how the Why? mission was to go find him. Oh, like like I, they, they left that out, but probably not time. But I'd like to know more details of really the mission to go get him. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, but that's how many guys could, how many guys would Dennis actually listen to? It had to be that crew. You think if David would have ran up on him? No. Okay, okay that's David, what I'm saying. Robin was uh, bitching and complaining down here about the, the, that, the, that the good book and the word of the church was being pushed on him too much by Avery and David, let yeah. alone if David going to try to come get him. <laughs> no, awesome. Dave, can go, Dave yeah. can go try to get Tim to make sure he don't go to Orlando. Robin wasn't hearing that. <laughs> Right, that's why I say that. That's why I'm just because uh, I can't stop thinking. When I see this with Phil and this, and you know, like like they were, um, I think it was Jack McMullen. I think of the guy that was saying that she remember uh, Shaq when Phil got to L.A. and Sha- Phil was trying to do this circle, everybody line up and meditate and all that. Shaq had went to Phil like, "Yo, man, like I'm falling asleep." And Phil said, "Well, yeah, Shaq, because you're probably because you're tired." I mean, like, we're still going to do that. We're still going to do this. Yeah, he had a different – he had a way of words. He had a way of explaining himself to people. And But anytime you ask Phil a question, he had an answer and could justify why he was doing it. I think that's all players accept. But, like, players don't just want to be told, hey, go do this. You know what I mean? You got to have a reason behind it. And Phil always had a reason behind it and a calm. And the calm behind it was always important too. So, But now the, the biggest thing coming out from the um, – from the uh, Braun gang is that Scottie Pippen should be ranked way higher than he is and, you know, how much he helped Mike and Mike, you know, as far as like, you know, when you look at their numbers as far as rebounding, assists, blocks, steals, Pippen led all those categories while Mike only led him in scoring. So now it's now we're going to oh, – just like what they did with uh, when KD joined the Warriors, they overrated – Draymond, they overrated love, Clay to make themselves feel better been, about getting beat. We've been on air for 15 years, and everybody's. We've gone. I've gone to battles with you about LeBron, and I've defended LeBron, and I'm telling you that pretty much it's to the LeBron James. And there's a lot of them on my timeline. It's not close, man. It's not. Damn, then you to the point no. where it's not close. It they're in different. I mean, like I said, I think Stephen Marbury, Stephon Marbury said it the best. Mike needs to be left alone in a category, and then you talk about Kobe and LeBron. It's not. So where are we putting Kareem? Kareem, I, I think you know, but see, this is the deal. Where are we putting Bill Russell? But this is the deal. I want to speak for. I want to speak for my. Okay. I want to speak for my elders because my elders okay. don't like leaving Kareem and Bill and Russell. And I want to say out. those first those first few years that Mike got there, even when they got to ask beat by Celtics and he dropped sixty in the Garden, who were the All Stars on his team? Who, Nobody. Mike? Oh, yeah, no His one. first all-star was Scottie Pippen that had to grow into being an all-star. 
Look, it's no, it's it's not, man. It, it's not close. And I think the reason why it's even a debate over the years and it's picked up steam, it's made your butt itch, is because we are 29 years removed from that. And the sports Forget. world has evolved. And LeBron's had a lot of time. And he's in his 17th year. But when you put apples to oranges, orange, no, it's not, man. Some of the pressure, some of the will is no. And not only that, when they, for the third year in a row, when they lost to Detroit wow. for the third year in a row, not a player went on there. Vacation was like, hey, we're all going to. They took it first. We're all getting the weight room. It was no like, hey, I'm taking my talents to South right. Beach. I mean, they Good did point. it. That's, I mean, I, I, it, that's I, what, that's I what people people forget that. They're like, well, we just washing away him losing the Pistons. Or were we washing LeBron leaving to Cleveland because he couldn't get past Boston? Because he couldn't beat Orlando? And I love LeBron, man. And I yeah. think LeBron's going to be in those right. But I, I think this is going to be one of those Peyton Manning no, now and we're Tom over, Brady's Not overrated Pippen. Now we're giving Pippen all the credit. No, man. Seven three six nine seven sixty. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. last segment of the day will be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Don't forget about their residential roll-off spring cleaning promotion going all the way through May 16th. If you have any junk or anything that needs to be hauled off, give them a call. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Real quick before we go to the phones, other thing with the last dance. What? See, Mike and that, but it's like, damn, man, Mike had that moving bus like a damn, and the plane like a damn casino all the time. You see what that Bronco, he had big on that, <laughs> like, they go to the I was like, you know what? And Mike took $100 from something, but I know the odds, what the odds of $100. I'm going to do Mike. I, if Mike he bet him on, the play, on, on his players, I know in Vegas, because I remember the odds, like, Denver was like a 15 to 1 long shot back then in that Super Bowl against Green Bay. I know Mike had some of that in Vegas, mm-hmm. too, that hit big. Yeah. Speaking of the, you know, the song he just played, Kanye, you see he made it to 3.3. He's reportedly worth 3.3 billion now. On who? Oh, Kanye. His net worth? Yeah. It's saying that his net worth is what? He's a billionaire. Oh, but when you say 3.3. He he provided the paperwork. No, but Forbes tried to say he was just a billionaire. Then he sent Forbes a letter saying it's 3.3 since y'all act like y'all can't count. Oh, I've got to go research this. I'm I've just got to you provided the paperwork that. with it. I don't know about it's that. It's some damn shoes, you, dog. You, you, it's some shoes. Like you, that's why. It, and you got to remember, like life is about betting on yourself. And he put on the MAGA hat. Putting on the MAGA hat was a nice boost. But Nike only wanted to pay him like five million dollars a year, I know. and he bounced. And he was like, "No, nah, I'll just go to Adidas." Like you got to realize how many of them shoes he releases. Releases in Europe. Releases here. Releases there. Then he took like, a, early years ago. He took a big financial hit where he lost some big money yeah. in a bit. But I would I would have looked at you. If you said a billion, but three point three. I've got to go fat check. He that. sent them an email saying oh, Forbes is three point three. Since y'all act like y'all can't count. Wow, I gotta go look. You at You want that. an update on that? Forbes yes. did the math and they have corrected their number. 
What is it? Now they're saying he's 1.3. 1.3? Instead of just straight reasonable. after they took in his debt and some other stuff. So 1.3 with a B? With a B, yeah. So he, is a, so he is officially a billionaire, whatever. Right. Whatever that means. Yeah. I, I can believe that. 3.3, no. But that, yeah, I can buy that. All right, let's see if we got it. You're going to have to make it fast. Let's see. Let's go to uh, Trey. Trey, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760. What's up, Trey? Yeah, I hope you're staying safe and not doing any Clorox cocktails, you know. Um, <laughs> but, but, man, that uh, that talent, uh, about the talent with the best player, man, uh, with Rodman, because if you didn't have the talent, uh, you definitely wouldn't have the best player in the world come dragging you out of a hotel. And if you think about it, man, we uh, the Spurs have five rings, um, but we really, you know, helped with, with four others because we traded Rodman for Will Purdue. And then we traded uh, Kawhi, you know, to Toronto, and they got a ring. So who would y'all think would win if we had, you know, the 99 Spurs against uh, that team, the Bulls, if, you know, Jerry Krause didn't um, break up the team, you know, Rodman against uh, Duncan and Robinson, and that would have been a good matchup, man. Y'all stay safe. All right, Trey. Yeah, we were asked that last week. I'm going with Chicago just off experience. In a shortened season, wouldn't have been that much wear and tear on them. I would have still gave the edge to Chicago. Because uh, Scotty would have locked up Avery and everybody in the backcourt, so I still say uh, Chicago yeah, I don't know. Done I don't, that yeah. One. Uh, let's go to Jeff. Jeff, you on the sports ground here on Ticket Seven Sixty? What's up, Jeff? What's going on, fellas? Hey What's man, up? I'm about ten years old, and y'all, I'm from San Antonio as well. I called y'all before. Hey man, I want to give a shout out to the Ice Man, George Gervin. Happy birthday, birthday, right? Uh, a lot of people always sleep on the Ice Man until they see a good commercial with it. But I also wanted to give a shout out. I, I believe Silver Black for my Raiders, and I also believe, believe Silver Black for them Spurs. And, you know, the Van Boys started out, they had Jeff Ruler and Mahorn uh, um, uh, out in Washington. They went and got Mahorn. Then they, they turned into the Bad Boys, and that's how they got over the hump with Boston. Them boys, if they're going to wear that black hat and be Bad Boys, they need to stay, stay Bad Boys and not jump back and try to apologize and try to be good to everybody like they try to do today. Stay bad boys. That's the way. That's the way they're supposed to be back in the day. That's the way the old school NBA was, and that's the way it should be now. I just right. want to give y'all a shout out, and y'all keep up the good work. All right, Jeff. Appreciate that. it, Jeff. I see that, but you know what? In Isaiah and Detroit's defense, too. I mean, this ain't just because the documentary. Over the years, I've heard that that, that Chicago Bulls team with Philly, they've act like they wanted an apology from Detroit from that incident. <laughs> and like Isaiah said, like uh, the Celtics didn't ask for no no apologies from the Lakers. Uh, we didn't ask for no apologies. Whatever. I love it that the hate is real. Like I, they like Stephen A. Trying to be, you know come to the rescue this morning, like oh well, I've talked to Michael for years, and he had no. He said Isaiah is the second best point guard by Magic. Nah, man, that look in Mike's eyes last night with no, that eighteen hundred like dollar whiskey Thomas. he's drinking yeah. and a cigar over there, Tequila. he don't like it. Mike don't like Isaiah, and Isaiah don't like Mike. Like you, it was like somebody like had killed one. I mean, somebody did something to Mike about this video he about to watch. Like you don't have to show me that. I don't yeah. want like that. It don't he's matter like, what. I don't want to hear nothing he got to say. Call him a female dog, man. On you knowing millions of people are gonna be watching. When you go to the B word to another grown man, it's real. So now you're gonna see why Isaiah's up with his coat, like out of quarantine <laughs> this early morning. Like, hold on, man. Like, damn, but that one feels like Mike called up my Greenberg and Jalen. Like, man, I need to get on, get up right now, man. Let me get on there. Cause he's watching it too, but he said, "Wow." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that was." But he's like, uh, "You know, we rewarded him for lifting." Weights. Yeah, he's like, "We rewarded him for lifting weights." I thought that's what we supposed to do. Kids yeah, lifting weights now. But I mean, I don't know. The only like, yeah, everybody Mike was the only person getting hit. <laughs> the yeah, that that time that blood coming off Isaiah's From face Carl on Malone. that Carl Malone, Carl Malone caught a lot of people those elbows. I will say this though, 
If you want to be on the LeBron, the only thing that I will sit there and say that you might have a little edge LeBron is because it, they touched on it in the documentary with the feel and going from the Doug Collins is that out of the gate, LeBron probably was used to making his teammates making better, better and trusting his teammates. Other than Absolutely. that, I think it stops there. It stops there, man. And I love LeBron. It stops yeah, there, it's man. It's gracefulness. It's a lot that goes along with it, just the way. What do they call those those dudes, those reporting the uh, – because Mike said you had a good article <laughs> last night. You didn't tell, like, I'm tired of asking. He called them the, what, the jock sniff? What was the what sniff? What did they curl? call them? What did he call them, Sam? It was a it was sniff. Something sniff. Like the sniff squad or something yeah, like that. Man, all right. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, I thought it was like the, the sniff, sniff something. Yeah, well, Mike's something. like, yeah, I appreciate that article you wrote last night. People keep asking me this question: if I'm, if this is it, in the last they read year. stuff back then. They read and listen now. That's never going to change. No, man, the way to and you see toward the the highlights coming at three or four, and when you finally hear the mic pick up between him and Kobe when he's leaving, and Mike's like, mm. yeah, I'll see you down the road. You know, no, what's man. Up, the, what's up, Sam? It was the Sniff Brothers. The Sniff Brothers. So disrespectful. He's I like, thought it was the, the Sniff Squad. He's like, y'all the Sniff Brothers, man. But, Good uh, stuff, though. We needed something. Yeah, we needed something, so that provided some some form of sports. And then the draft, fifty-five million people, all desperate. NFL head desperate. Like, give us, give us something, man. Like I said, we got the nation. We'll be there September. We don't know if the NBA will be brought up by that time, but anything else. But the NFL will be there. All right, man. That's a wrap. Special thanks to producer of the show, Rudy J, myself, Calvin, Sam Spinner, one and two, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, forget the snooze button before you're out the rack. Just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all Thursday. They say that home is where the heart is. Maybe that's why so many fall in love with Big Pine Key and Florida's Lower Keys. With epic ocean views, unspoiled wilderness, sandy beaches, abundant wildlife, RV resorts, and Stock Island's rustic charm. Florida's Lower Keys don't skip a beat. For more about the Lower Keys and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash lowerkeys.